Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Pradeep is about to come on and blow your mind with some powerful neuroscience, the science behind why we do what we do, how we show up, how we can live into our greatest possible self. So definitely stay tuned. It's going to be an epic freaking interview. Before that, though, let's talk to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. However, I can support you in furthering your evolution, furthering your growth into your GPS. Let's explore it. Whether it's staying tuned to the 12-Hour Marathon and podcast, subscribing, launching your own podcast, getting coached by myself or Perdeep, who's a champion, like whatever are those next steps for you, take them. Be your greatest possible self. Keep being and becoming. I love you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to talk to you about the iTunes review of the week now, and let's see who it's by this week. It is, da-da-da-da, Logix. And Logix says, such passion and high energy. Chris provides such enthusiasm in all he does because it's who he is. His podcast is a great resource with fabulous guests, and I'm excited to have found this platform to learn as much as possible to expand my life on so many levels. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you, Logics. And if you want to get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream and marathon, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self. I I work with guys, obviously, specifically for a reason. A, because they're underserved. And B, is because there's a huge need there. And it's something that I learned. uh, And it's basically near and dear to my heart. It's because I saw my dad, who was an entrepreneur, who lived, you know, on paper, he had everything. Mm -hmm. But he was still struggling inside. He still was not fulfilled with his life. And he passed away at 64 and a half, hoping to hit that milestone of 65. And, you know, that was his time to say, you know what, I did it. I raised a happy family. I have a successful business and I've made the money. I've done that. Now I can just chill out and enjoy my life. He didn't make it, unfortunately. So that's kind of why I help men. I see a lot of guys struggling and grinding these days and, and honestly grinding for a very long time, trying to get what they want and not being able to achieve it. So what I do is I coach them in two aspects. One is really on the business side, specifically on the marketing and sales and really driving growth for their business using neuroscience. But then more importantly, on what I call their, their themselves, their self-mastery skills, because I'm a firm believer and I've seen this over and over again, is that the business owner, the guy, is the biggest asset for the business, but he's also the biggest roadblock. Mm. And so if I can help him really up his level in terms of how he is as a leader, how he is as a man, how he is as a father or a husband, his business just grows as a result. So that's basically what I do. And a lot of the work that I use are proven studies. So I have a, a very extensive business background so i use a lot of business strategy and tactics but i also dive deep into the neuroscience Mm. and in terms of what really makes them tick because once people know what makes them tick they can tweak it themselves they don't need me and so my goal is to really teach them so they it's kind of like you know teach a man to fish and he can catch fish forever. That's that's my philosophy. I love it. I love it, dude. So I want to dive into your journey. How did you get into uh, business and neuroscience? When did that all evolve in your journey? Wow, it's, it's interesting. So business, I was, you can say, a student for a very long time. At the age of 
15, I was managing 50 people. I was on an orchard. That's kind of how I grew up. And I was asked to take this role. And I basically said, okay, crap, this is interesting. You don't have to manage 50 people at a time. And I was taking a look and it was in the agriculture business. And I was taking a look at people and you could have two, two let's just say farmers or orchardists have the same exact type of crop and, and almost the same size of business, but one would be complaining that he's barely making ends meet and the other one wouldn't be successful. And I saw my parents be one of the successful ones. So I said, what really differentiates successful people, entrepreneurs, from the ones that are not so successful? So I started this journey at 15, but interesting enough, my parents said to me, you know, they came here as immigrants. They had really next to nothing. They had $11 when they came here from India. Wow. And, and they said, you know, pretty, we don't want to see you struggle like we did. So we want you to get an education. So they kind of pushed me towards the academic path through And I, they wanted me to be a doctor. You can say that's a typical Indian thing, right? You know, mm -hmm. the first generation is to grow up as an, a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer, right? Those are the three chosen paths. So I, I kind of went into the academic world, but it was interesting because in my, in grade 10, I don't know what happened, whether I had a great teacher or something. I started studying basically mm -hmm. at that time. It wasn't known as neuroscience, but it was neuroscience, how the brain works, how memory works, how speed reading works, for example. And I just started picking up on things that I noticed that I was able to excel at versus the people that weren't able to. And what was I doing different? Mm -hmm. And all I was doing was applying my brain at that time. Yeah. And really, you could say at this, you know, people call it brain hacks or whatever it is, but it was really applying those principles that allowed me to excel in the academic world, allowed me to, at that time, I had a like a photographic memory. I could memorize a 500 page textbook, word for word, page by page. Um, and so Damn. that enabled me. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It's not very useful. Uh, you know, it can be useful. It's kind of fun. <laughs> but it, it was really interesting to see because I just really found it funny because kids would be like, you know, that's not normal. And the only difference was I was applying things that they were not applying. So I kind mm. of, I kind of followed that throughout my life. I've been a student of neuroscience, uh, students of really how personal development. And so that's kind of what led me to where I am today. I was in the executive world. I was a successful executive, but I wasn't happy. Mm. And so I literally walked into work one day. I had it all, everything on paper looked great. I had a beautiful wife. I had the job, the money, doing all that, traveling the world, but I was miserable, man. Mm. I was absolutely miserable. So I just walked into work one day after talking to my wife about two days prior, and she said, are you serious? Like, are you going to do this? And then she looked at my eyes and she said, I can see it in your eyes. You are going to do this. And so I walked into work and I quit. People thought I was nuts. They thought I had lost my mind. They literally thought I had fallen and hit my head. My parents said, what are you doing? You're throwing your life away. You have everything going for you. But it was the best decision I could make because every person I believe has a calling. Yeah. And this was my calling in terms of helping men specifically on their journeys. Dude, that's so rad. So you were, were you still studying personal development and neuroscience while you were in the executive position? Absolutely. And I can yeah. say hands down, you know, people ask me yeah, how to, because I, I was the youngest executive in type of organization, a very large organization. Um, you can say across the country and people, and I've excelled very fast and people ask me, what was my secret to success? And it literally was one thing. I would work on myself more and harder than anybody else in the organization. And that's really what drove, drove my success. And did that look like, you know, investing in coaches, courses, studying, um, journaling? Like what, what, what did that look like? Yeah, tactically? absolutely. So here, you know, here's my, my philosophy at that time. I, I, was, I don't watch very much TV. Mm -hmm. I read. 
I learn, I take courses. I have some of the best mentors around the world in their specific areas mm-hmm. and coaches and basically my circle, right? The circle of people that I have around me. So yeah. I spent a lot of time while other people were focusing on their specific roles, for example, mm-hmm. like specific technical studies. I was focusing on how do I be the best person and the best man I can be. And that entails all the things that you talk about is really, you know, mentors are absolutely critical. Like, and I would say if anything, if you can just find a mentor out there, that's the most important thing. But I'm a big geek as well. I, 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 I firmly believe, and this is something that my grandfather taught me is that, you know, learning is living. Mm. So the more I learn, the more I get to live. Wow. Dude, this, this is great, man. So you took the leap from corporate environment as the executive. And uh, what was it like building your, your business for, for men? <laughs> well, you know, the first thing that happened, man, when I, when I left was I was like, oh, crap, what do I do now? Yeah. Because it was, it was almost like burning bridges. It, yeah. it, word spreads quick in the industry. And, and I was just kind of like, okay. So but luckily, I was coaching people on the side. It was my, it was my hobby. I, that's my passion is helping people. And so I said, you know, what doors will open up here? Interestingly enough, I went to learn from someone, one of the top digital marketers in the in the world, and he basically came back and said, "Pretty, I need to hire you." Mm. And so that for me was a trigger. That was the first door that opened where I said, "There is massive opportunity here," and that's kind of what what kind of opened the way. And I, I was coaching both men and women at that time, mm. but I've really narrowed it down specifically for men because I. And I've, again, I've been, and I don't share this openly with a lot of people, but I, I in certain contexts, but I saw my father struggle with alcoholism and that was a big thing in his life. And so I was, you know, psychology is a big thing as well. And so I was understand, I was studying addictions cause I, I was trying to help him as much as I could, but he, he just, you know, he's too far along the path. He was drinking since he was 17 to actually change his ways and he didn't fully understand coming from India, not being fully educated, um, the language barrier, and I couldn't explain things to him as much as I wanted to, but I saw him suffer. So I have a soft spot for men. Uh, and, and that's really what it is because I'm a firm believer and I've seen this. Although my dad suffered from those things, he was still a man's man. Mm. He was still, when he walked into the room, it was, he was an ex-police officer. It was like, man, there's a man walking into the room, but he was such a gentle and loving person as well. Probably the most loving man I know mm. or knew. And, and so he taught me both sides. And so I look and I say, when men are able to have that confidence, when they're able to have that drive, when they're able to get to that goal that they want, and then be that husband or that partner and be that father, we just raise happier children. We raise better communities. People are more open to giving. So when you talked about love, that's really what it takes today. Mm -hmm. How does, so how does a man really say, who am I? You know, I'm sure that let's start with that question, like the existential, you know, question, uh, especially from a man's perspective. Let's start there, man. When, when they have these kinds of questions, you know, we have men who are listening right now and they're asking, who am I? Why am I here? What do I stand for? What's this all for? Like, do you get people who come to you asking those kinds of questions and how do you, how do you handle that? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going through a time right now where a lot of men know, how to be men. They don't know what it means to be a man anymore. There, there's a lot of confusion because there's so many different things hitting them. The media, we have a whole bunch of different movements happening. And so that is very common right now, Chris. And this is why I've created this movement. And it's a movement of men who win, right? It's hashtag mm-hmm. men who win. And I created that because I want men 
to win in their life, in their relationships as a father. And so, yes, men come to me with that. So I have a very spiritual background as well. And so when it comes to spirituality and when it comes to, I you know I corporate science into this as well, because right now we're at a time, it's very interesting, Chris, that science and spirituality are meeting. Mm. And a lot of the things that were talked about thousands of years ago from a spirituality perspective, science is proving now it's that amazing. it's actually beneficial. It's actually working things like meditation. I'm, I'm kind of going off track here, but it, great. It, kind of brings, it. it brings things into perspective because the first thing I tell guys to do is really sit in a, in a room, shut all the lights off, close your eyes. Mm. And just tune everything out, tune every expectation out, tune out everything that everybody has asked of you, yeah. tune out every influence like the media, like your parents, like your kids, like your wife, how much money, your job, what all of those things you need to tune out and ask yourself this one question, am I happy with who I am today as a man? Yeah. And if that person, if that guy says, yes, I am great. That's great. So how else? How can you be happier? But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, nine out of 10 guys that ask themselves that question are not happy. And so the question is, excuse me, who do I want to be? Mm. Not who I am, but who do I want to be? Because it's very easy to become that person. It can actually happen instantaneously Mm. if given the right steps and the right process, which is what I train guys on. But that is the most important because we are not stuck as a person we are. We can create who we want to be. But the most important thing to remember, because this is where I got caught in this in the corporate world, I had it all. And I thought I was being the man that I wanted to be, but it was a man that everybody else wanted me to be. Dang. Dude, that, that external pressure, external expectations and, and meeting up to that and like just trying to fit in to what we've been told and what we've been programmed to be. So the first thing is to really get reconnected with what's important to me. What do I want? What do I desire? Where do I want to direct my life? Because I think a lot of men are suffering these days because they aren't really tru- tuned into who they are and their gifts and how they can serve the world the best. So they're kind of just a, a body of flesh, you know, showing up and banging some keys or, you know, banging the hammer or, you know, whatever it is, or even if it's, if it's producing incredible results in corporations, but they are just disconnected from why they're doing it and who they are, then they could be producing results, but it's not a really feeling fulfilling experience, man. So I really see the need as well. That's, that's going on in the world. Yeah. And that actually brings me back to a moment that actually was a, it was a key point in terms of leading me on this path was when I it was around the same time. I don't know if it was immediately before or right after when I left the corporate world. Mm-hmm. This flashback came of a memory when I was seven or eight years old playing on the driveway with Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't know why I would have that vision at that time, but I remember as a kid, I was thinking at seven or eight years old, I was thinking, I want to be CEO of my business, helping people, doing good things for good people. And so that was something I look back and I tell guys to do is, you know, sometimes we have to be a kid. We have to bring out that inner boy in us, those dreams, those aspirations, that imagination that we used to have as children. And so bringing that out will actually bring more clarity because the one thing that we miss out on in life as we progress with age Mm. is curiosity, Mm. is that imagination. Right. And I'm not just talking about this, uh, you know, off the top of my head, there's there's studies to prove this. There's Mm -hmm. neuroscience studies to prove that our imagination exponentially declines with age, which is which is incredible. So just bringing that back 
can really bring a guy back into alignment in terms of how he wants to live his life. You put all those external influences aside, those pressures, right? Because we all feel those pressures that we have to make a certain amount of money. We have to look a certain way. We have to dress a certain way, have to be a certain physique, for example. All those certain things influence us and take us off of who we really want to be. Yeah. And I also love what you said about imagination. There's studies that show imagination exponentially declines, right? And I've I've come to learn that when we're not curious, when we're not imagining, when we're not playful, right? Like really having joy and fun in our life, then we are we're like contracting. Instead of being expansive and dancing mm-hmm. and playing in the universe and, you know, like being expansive, we're contracting, constricted. And that like literally, and tell me if you found the same thing or if there's any studies on it, but it like literally condenses our matter in in our body instead of being like spacious alive energy and matter in our body it's condensed and that's taking away our youthfulness it's taking away our life because we're just we're we're becoming material rather than the ethereal that is like you know the conduit that's flowing through our body bringing us life yeah wow now you're speaking my language man i love that yeah so that's (laughs) that's really where we talk about you know spirituality mixed with quantum physics mixed with neuroscience because what we are are basically walking talking blobs of energy yep and so our thoughts are the most important or most powerful sources of this energy and it really conducts how it's just you know if we take a look at it because i could talk about this for hours but simply put our cells are made up of energy Mm -hmm. and how we and our thoughts direct our cells so if our thoughts are directing ourselves in a negative way, our, our cells are going to react in a negative way. And that includes our, our brain cells as well. So we're not going to have as much imagination. We're not going to be creative. We're not going to be able to overcome those business challenges mm. as easily. Wow. It's easy to overcome a business challenge when you're actually in that creative mind space. Wow. It's tough to do when you're in a negative mind space. It's almost impossible. You go around in that circle. I call it, it's that that nasty, crazy eight circle where you're just mm-hmm. pinging back and forth and trying to, you know, you're you're just going back and forth in that that crazy mind space where you just feel like you're trapped. Dude, right. And is, so you got to pull yourself out of that. This is powerful. I love how you said, you know, you linked linked the the philosophy of life, you know, like, okay, we're spiritual beings. Okay, we have business challenges, you know, like how, how do we handle the business challenges? Well, it's remembering who we are as, as you know, like a spirit, so to speak, and how do we bring that energy to our business? Well, if we're, if we're being miserable, if we're feeling stuck, if we're looking at it like it's a problem and it's overwhelming and it's beating us down, we're not winning, right, in that kind of a situation, which is not what we're here to do. We're here to win. We're here to thrive. When that's happening, we get to shift. We get to shift our energy. We get to shift our thoughts. So how can we... How we start doing that uh, type of shifting, Pradeep? Well, you know, the most important thing, and this is actually a really big, uh, you know, when I first realized this, this was a, it took me a while to figure out, but 95% of our thinking or our process of thinking is actually unconscious. Mm. So our conscious thoughts are only 5% of what's actually happening. There's a whole system behind the, behind this game that we live that we have no clue about. And what influences that? Our brain influences that. Our environment influences that. Our body influences that. Mm. And so does society. So there's three things that I tell guys to focus on. And this is part of the system that I have, is you have to focus on your mind. You have to focus on your emotions. And you have to focus on your energy. Mm. And so we can quickly break it down if you like. And let's start off with energy, because this is where quantum physics plus spirituality come in as well. Sure. You know, most people, 
li are living in the future or they're living in the past. They're constantly thinking about the future, especially go-getters, right? We're like, what do we got to do tomorrow? What do we got to tackle? You know, got to hit my revenue target. But here's what happens. You have to do that at specific times because if you continu continuously do that, you take away your energy from the current present moment. Why is that? Because there is no such thing as a future. There's no such thing as a past. It's a continuous moment of now. Mm -hmm. The only time the past and present exist is actually in our mind. It's like hardware, right? It's just like, it's like a program in our mind. So what ends up happening though, is every time we direct our attention to the future or to the past, it's diluting our focus and our energy. Mm. So think about that. We have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, mm. right? 47% of the time, we don't even have control over those thoughts because they're just kind of in la la land. Mm. So if we're, let's just say 50% of those thoughts, I'm going to be conservative here, are focused on the past, like things that we screwed up on or we forgot to do or whatever it is, or the things that we need to do in the future, then we're only left with 50% capacity to focus on the current moment, which is the only time you have impact. Because wow. here's the analogy I, I use. Can you hit a baseball tomorrow? Or can you hit a baseball yesterday? No. You cannot. You can only hit a baseball in this moment. That's yep. the only time you have energy. That's the only time you have maximum power. Mm. So focus on the present moment. And what's happening in today's society is that we're so not focused on the here and now mm. that it's diluting energy. Attention spans are decreasing. People are getting more anxiety, more depression, more suicide rates are going up. Why? Because people can't focus right what's in front of them. Mm. So that dilutes your energy. So anytime someone comes to me, Burnt out because I see this a lot. Guys burn out. They would rather burn out than ask for help. Is I tell them to be in the here and now mm. and pull all the distraction. What's happening right in front of them in this moment? With and as soon as we take again those external influences, they focus on the now. That actually brings all their energy back because mm. a lot of people burn out because they feel like they're not getting to where they want to be fast mm. enough. Yep. So that's one of the core energy components. There's a couple others, but we can jump into the mind, for example. Well, this is this is great, man. I want to want to pause there because energy. Yep. I think they all they all can be in the the past, the present, or the future, right? Like we can have energy and like our our energy. Where are we placing it? Where are we investing it? Past, present, or future? At least in in our in the construct of our mind, right? Literally, there yes. is only now. Uh, but our mind, where do we place our focus in our mind? Past, present, or future? And then our emotions. Like where are we like focusing on our emotions? Where are our emotions being stuck or stored? So this is great, man. I love I love that we started with energy. Let's go to mind now. Yeah, mind is important because I'm just going to break it down from an organ perspective. Your brain is an organ, mm. right? And it is the, the most powerful organ in your in your body, and probably as scientists still say, the most complex thing in the universe. Yeah. So we have 86 billion neurons. We have hundreds of trillions of firings every single minute. Like it's just a ridiculous amount of stuff that's happening in the brain. Wow. But the most important thing to remember is your brain is actually designed to do something. It's designed to go after a goal and actually make you survive. Mm -hmm. So that also means that your brain has to be consistent with something mm -hmm. and it has to be consistent with who it believes it is because you can't walk around as a dog because your brain doesn't <laughs> believe you're a dog. Right. You're not going to be sniffing people's butts, for example, because your brain doesn't believe you're a dog. Right. But the most important thing is you have to have an identity for yourself. The problem or the challenge is that most people, I'm going to speak specifically, men and women, have not created their own identity. They've allowed others in society, because this is how 99.99% of people work, 
-hmm. And it's no fault of their own because no one has really talked to them about this and, and taught them this. No one in school teaches this is that they have to create their own identity mm. because by the time we are eight years old, we have established our core beliefs. We have established almost how we think and we follow, follow that for the rest of our lives until we actually challenge it. So what I do is I tell people, create three characteristics of your new identity, the person you want to be, because if you don't, other people will, and you're going to be following and your brain's going to be consistent with that because people Here's, I've seen, I've seen guys that make a lot of money say this, I'm a loser. Well, dude, you're making tens of millions of dollars. How are you a loser? It's because in some way, shape or form, society or they're feeling the pressure of somewhere that they are not feeling fulfilled and they don't have that identity. So you have to create that. I'll give you a prime example myself. I'm a visionary, I'm a driver, and I'm a leader. Those are the three characteristics of my identity. So everything that I do, for the most part, follows those three things. I always ask myself, what would a leader do? Mm. What would a visionary do? What would a driver do? But you also have other have to have other identities. Like with my kids, I have Disney dad. But the whole point with that is that you have to create your identity because it gives your brain a carrot. Mm. And you're in that brain, here's how su success is simple. Happiness is not as simple, but I'm going to break it down and say it is simple. Because every, if you want more money, if you want to have a better relationship, all it comes down to is two things, making better decisions and taking more effective action. Because mm -hmm. life and business is all about decision making and taking action. That's all it is. It's a series of decisions and actions. Yep. So if you get better at making better decisions and taking more effective action, better action, you're going to be more successful. You're going to get to your goals faster. You're going to make more money faster. You're going to have a better relationship. Here's what happens though. Your brain will make decisions consistent with its identity. Hmm. And so you either create your identity so your brain can make decisions that are, are aligned with that, or you don't and your brain makes decisions based on what other people want you to be or have or do or in society and then you get confused, right? That's why people, I call it the three-legged race, right? You're trying to run that three-legged race and you're tripping over yourself. Hmm. And so that alignment is important. That's the most important thing from a uh, mind perspective. Dude, great. This is great. I love, I love those two factors, better decisions and taking more effective actions. Um, that's like all it comes down to, right? If you want, you want success, you got to make better decisions. And those decisions stem from who do we see ourselves as? Who do we know ourselves as? What are the characteristics and the qualities? And I love your three, visionary, driver, and leader. And, you know, people can, can come from whatever works best for them, whatever the, whatever the qualities are that they want to embody and live. So it might be being bold. It might be mm -hmm. being abundant. It might be being kind. It might be being respectful. You know, whatever people's things are, I just think in this conversation about business, these are really great great ones because it's like, Hey, I want, I'm, I'm committed to visionary being a visionary. I'm committed to driving. I'm committed to leadership. I'm committed to effectiveness. You know, these are really yeah. great keywords and distinctions that will really move the ball forward for, for people with happiness and fulfillment and success. Speaking of happiness, let's dive into that, man. What, what does it take to create happiness? Oh, well, happiness is a, is an interesting one because um, I like to talk about it. Joy. And, and again, there's three universal uh, you could say uh, feelings or emotions that everybody should be feeling mm. it's love it's peace and it's joy yes right and so you will have more love or more joy if you have more peace in your life mm. you will have more joy if you have more love in your life 
So by focusing on those things, your happiness will increase. From a science perspective, there's a few things that have been proven to increase people's happiness levels. And it's not money, interestingly enough. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. It's actually things like spirituality. Yeah. That's one big core. Mm. It's things like nature. The other one is community, mm. your relationships that you have. Those are the three main things that impact people's happiness and have been shown and proven to impact people's happiness in terms of studies. So if you want to be happier, have better relationships with people, go spend time in nature, right? Those are, and have some, and, and it's not just spiritually, have some belief or, or faith in something that really drives you. Mm. And, and that's, that's important to have. And you, you see a lot of people that have those three things and man, they're happy. Yeah. I love, I love what you said about faith in something that drives you. It's like spirituality for spirituality's sake, you know, it's like, well, why, why, why even be spiritual? And so for, for us, we're like, Hey, how can I like, so to speak, give the most and get the most from this belief system, from this paradigm that I get to create, right? Cause I'm creating my reality. I'm creating my character. What do I want to create? Well, I want to create, I want to create a universe that says like, we're always supported. I want to create a universe where, you know, the more love I give out, the more love I get back. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to create a universe where we're all connected and we all like feel each other and know each other and uh, you know like support each other so i think I it's that. it's really our creation and you know everyone's on their own journey and you know you're you're entitled to your own beliefs and stuff but i figure if i'm creating this experience i know that much what do i want to to create and also how can i take the pressure off myself so i don't need to be in control of everything so i don't need to have all the answers mm-hmm. but i can put my faith in a universe or a god or a source creator or whatever it is that is supporting me in taking whatever my next steps are yeah, exactly. I think the uh, just to add on to that because I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I think you just summed it up so well. Is that I'm a firm believer that everybody lives this life once. You might believe in spirituality or karma, but in this form, in this lifetime, you live it once, and you have every reason to live it to the fullest. Mm. That is the most important thing. People ask me, well, what's the purpose of life, and what's the meaning behind spirituality? And I I learned this because my great grandfather was a spiritual teacher. 50 wow. years. My grandfather was a spiritual practitioner. My dad was even spiritual to a certain degree. It's that we are putting this at earth to live life. Mm. That's what it is. And so you should live it to the, the way that you want to live it. If you want something in your life, go get it. Mm. Right? It's not wrong to have money. It's not wrong to have whatever you want. But the most important thing to remember is that it's what you want, not what you think other people want for you. That is the most important thing. Yeah, And then go, getting back to those three main drivers of happiness, spirituality, nature, and community, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, we're, if we check in with our reality, are we, are we integrated in our spirituality? Do we have habits? Do we have decisions? Do we have actions that show spirituality is a priority for us? Mm-hmm. Habits, decisions, actions of nature, habits, decisions, actions of community. So it really like all comes together when, when we look at it, man. Yeah. Yeah, full circle. This is great. This is great, dude. So I know that there's there's a ton of stuff that we can dive into around neuroscience, man. But uh, I just in terms of men and performing at a higher level, I'm sure there's there's dudes out there who are like, I just wanna I wanna be more effective. And this mm-hmm. is great, Pradeep and Chris. You guys got some awesome, you know, great feelings in here, and I'm getting a better picture. <laughs> Let's talk like tactics and what can really increase their performance, man. 
Well, it's interesting you say that because the third component that I talked about, the mind, right? The energy, we didn't really talk about emotions. Mm. And so this is something, especially for guys, right? This is where I hammer it home. This is such a great topic to talk about, right? Because it's so, you could say, uh, the complete opposite of what guys want to talk about. Mm -hmm. When someone comes to me and says, pretty, I want to make, and I've had people come to me, I want to triple my income in three years or I want to double my business. I want to hit nine figures or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Say, you know what the first question is I ask them, Chris, is how do you want to feel? when you get there. Mm. And they're just like, well, what the heck does that have to do with money? It has everything to do with money because here's the reason why. If I'm going to sit here and I'm going to coach and mentor you mm. and let's work with you, let's just say for six months or a year, whatever that is, and we hit that milestone and you're not feeling those emotions that you want to feel, then it's gone to waste Yeah, because there's no point doing it unless you're going to actually feel the way you want to feel. Because the only reason why we do anything, the only reason why we're actually driven, aside from our biological need to pass on our genes and, and actually make the species survive, mm. is for one reason. It's to satisfy our feelings and emotions. Mm. Bottom line. Wow. And so this is interesting. When I was at Stanford, there was tons of other studies being done at this, specifically around emotions and decision-making, the impact of emotions on decision-making, mm. and the impact of emotions on performance. And so here's the interesting thing. The more emotions, the effective emotions that you put into your decisions, the more likely you are going to take effective action. Wow. You cannot. I'm, I tell guys this, and I can tell Chris, you live by this because you're just, you know, one of the, I could see you're, you live by that, is that anytime you make a decision, pump as much emotion into it as you can because mm. there's a couple of reasons. A, it ingrains it into your mind more, mm. right? You're actually pile driving it into your brain to say, I made this decision. I'm going to stick with it. You're going to be more persistent. You're going to be more passionate and you're actually going to actually execute better. Why? Because there's things like, uh, here's a practical example. If we need to do something or grow our business, it also means that we need to learn a new skill, for example, mm. right? Because people are stuck in their position because they have the knowledge to be in that position. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. I hope it does. Yep. So in order to get to a different position, they have to increase their knowledge in some degree. Yep. But to learn something, and the best way to learn something is to be passionate about it, mm -hmm. is to have some emotions behind it, because it's through neuroscience, you actually learn better. And so this is what happens. So guys, you know, if you want to increase your performance, really put more emotions into it. Understand what emotions you want to feel on a consistent basis. Mm. So jot down your top three to five, just like you do with your identity. What kind of emotions align with that identity? Mm. Right? So if I'm a leader, I'm a driver, I'm a visionary, one of them you can guarantee is passion. Mm. Right? Another one is joy. Yes. Right? So those are the things that you need to take a look at because you will not execute effectively if you don't have the emotions to back that up. Hmm. And I can show you studies and studies that show this, but the most important thing is awareness. And I, and I get guys to do this and there's, there's apps to do this, but every hour is just do a mood check. Hmm. Right? Just check your emotions and say, okay, in this hour, okay, it's on the clock. You know, am I feeling the joy? Am I feeling the passion? If I'm not, does that mean I have to amp myself up in some way? Does that mean I have to change how I'm perceiving things? Does that mean I have to change my environment? Maybe I'm in an environment that's not supporting that. Or maybe the context doesn't support it. I'll just give you an example. I was on a call with my lawyer a few weeks ago dealing with some stuff when it comes to some trademark challenges. And, and I just wasn't in the best mood. Right. And it just came up on my check. And I just said, you know what? I'm a little pissed right now. 
but that's okay because the context is okay. I need to be a little pissed with my lawyer right now because that's he's going to respond a little bit better, yeah. but that's okay. So after I'm done this call, I'm going to go back to where I need to be from an emotional level. Wow. And so that is important. And this is why I, I, and this is another reason why I do what I do is because there's so much, so much misconception about what it means to be a man out there hmm. that a man shouldn't be in tune with his emotions. Complete farce. You need to be in tune with your emotions because the more in tune you are with your emotions, the more powerful you are as a man. Mm. You're going to be 10 times more effective. You're going to be 10 times more powerful if you use those emotions to harness the work that you're doing. Here's the challenge. I talk about alignment. Mm -hmm. The alignment between your energy, your mind, and your, and your emotions. If they're not aligned, which most guys are not, at least in one or more of those areas, you're not going to be as effective. It's like what the analogy I use is pushing a truck up a hill that has no gas. That's what it feels like. And we all feel it at times. Majority of the times, this is how we feel, right? We're using our brute force, trying yeah. to push things through. Yep. And that's how we've been trained to be as guys, right? Mm -hmm. Just persist, 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 mm -hmm. right? Don't give up. Burn out before you give up. But people are burning out because they're not aligned. Yeah. Because yeah. if your emotions are aligned with your mind and your energy, boom, you... Everybody's felt this. And Chris, I'm sure you felt this. Those mm -hmm. times where you just, you get in, you're in alignment and you're in that, people call it the zone, right? Zone, yep. Things come to you. You're almost like a genius state where challenges come up and you're like, I got this. I got this. Bring it on. What else you got for me? Challenges, we feel that maybe a few times, maybe a year for some people, maybe a few <laughs> yeah. times a month. The, the key is to feel that more often. So if yeah. you're in that state more often, you're going to get more done. You're going to mm -hmm. get more results. You're going to be that much more impactful, more powerful. Just And I talk about this from a relationship standpoint as well. Just watch how your woman looks at you when you're in those states, mm -hmm. right? She's just going to be like googly-eyed over you, right? And your kids are going to look up to you and say, wow, like this, this dad of mine is absolutely amazing, mm -hmm. right? Though That's what you want. And that just drives you even more, yeah. right? Because right. you see that impact. I'm hearing that we need to make a decision and have effective actions behind adjusting our, our uh, emotions and our energy and, and our state, really. Like, what is our, our state? What are the emotions that are going through us? And so every hour you mentioned, you can have a, a you know, indicator pop up or a reminder saying, hey, what, what is my mood? What is my state? What is my, uh, you know, emotion like right now? And do something to shift it. Do you recommend anything in particular with your clients on how they can shift their energy and get into a, like, primed state, so to speak? Yeah, so there's there's a different things. The most important thing I'd say. So there's three things I teach from an energy level. Okay. Uh, but before I get into that, you talked on you touched on something very important: awareness versus understanding. Mm. Right? Awareness is a first step, but understanding is the next step. It's a difference between someone saying, "Hey, look, I know I shouldn't eat crap because I may have a heart attack," versus someone that's had a heart attack and said, "I need to eat better." Yeah. That's understanding now. Mm. What's happening in today's age is a lot of people with awareness, but they don't really understand because once you understand, you actually act. There's a difference, mm. and so that's why I talk about especially in today's era where we have a lot of talk about mindset. I use that in context because people understand that, but I don't like to use that word because I think it's a fad these days. Mm. So many books on it, people read about mindset. And then, then if you ask, how do you actually change your mindset? Right? No one actually gives you a formula to change your mindset. Right. You, they say change your perspective, look at things differently. But the most important thing to do is just to say, going back to your question, from an energy perspective and understanding, there's three things to focus on. The first one I already talked about in terms of being in the here and now. Yep. Anytime you feel less energy, bring yourself back into this moment. 
ground yourself. That's the first thing. The second thing is to pay attention to where you focus. Multitasking will destroy people. I've seen it. There's no such thing. Neuroscience has proven it. You cannot multitask. It's one thought at a time. Yeah. Here's what ends up happening. Most people live with their, like an octopus. They have their mm. tentacles out everywhere. What does that do? If you have 100 units of energy and you're displaying it or you're focusing on 10 different areas, well, there's only 10 units of energy per tentacle. You're not going to be as effective. Mm. And that's why your energy is getting diluted. Bring it back. The other analogy I use to counter that is an axe. If you take a look at an axe, it splits wood and it splits wood fairly easily. Why? Because it focuses all of the power and energy along a very thin line. Yeah. It's very focused. Mm. The other thing with focus is also, are you focused on empowering thoughts or disempowering thoughts? Mm. Positive thoughts, negative thoughts. Are you focused on the future, the present? You know, those are, there's two trains of thoughts. I don't like to say good or bad or negative or positive. I like to say empowering versus disempowering yeah. that's what you have to ask yourself mm. is my focus what i'm doing right now is that empowering me or disempowering me you know if you're sitting there and you're just you know you're getting pissed off because maybe your in-laws are making comments or whatever and you're you know that's where your focus is that's not empowering you mm. right so you have to pay and that people burn out the reason why people burn out is from a mental state more than a physical state and so you have to understand your wow. brain consumes 20% of your, up to 20% of your daily calories. Yeah. If you're burning that on crap, disempowering stuff, you've got nothing to left on the power, on the, the empowering side. Hmm. Here's why burnout happens. Energy out is greater than energy in. Hmm. Bottom line, simple physics. So what does that mean? You have to recharge yourself more. Yeah. Do the things that enable you to bring more energy. Maybe that's spending time with your kids. Maybe that's spending time with your wife. Maybe it's spending intimate time with your wife, whatever it is. Maybe it's playing sports with the guys or going out for drinks with the guys. Recharge yourself. But with go-getters, a lot of times what happens is we don't recharge ourselves because we just continue to go on to the next task. Yeah. The other thing which is being talked about more now, but isn't very, uh, you know, it's, uh, isn't out there mainstream is really the two polar opposites of energy. Hmm. And you could say the yin and the yang or the masculine or the feminine force, but those are two in, every, in the universe. That's why you know I'll talk about it because people can understand relationships. The reason why men and women are attracted to each other is because they're opposite, hmm. right? There's men that are attracted to men, women that are attracted to women, uh, but it's been shown now through neuroscience is because their brains are different, Yep. right? They're actually, you know, heterosexual man's brain is similar to a, uh, a gay woman's brain, for example. Yep. So there's a difference there. So the important thing to remember is that opposite energies attract, but there's opposite energies in each one of us as a human being. So as a man, there's a masculine force and there's a feminine force. And we have to have both. Don't confuse that with being a man or a woman because a masculine force is very direct. It's driven. Hmm. It's very peaceful. It's very task-oriented. It's about independence, right? It's about getting things done. Mm. It's about being solid and stiff almost. That's the masculine force, right? So yeah. take a look at what we're being guys. That's how we are, right? We're kind of in that stiff, like that let's get stuff done. Let's yeah. stiff, you know, we're, we're solid. Yeah. On the flip side, the feminine force is very creative, mm. right? It's very flowing. It's actually, it likes to stir the pot. It likes variety. And it's all about connection. Mm. And so for guys, it, you know, you can't be just purely masculine. 
or to have that masculine force because I, I jokingly say this is because you'd eat your children, right? You wouldn't mm. have that connection to your children. You have to have that feminine force in you. That's what binds you, what bonds you to other people. That's what allows you to be creative, right? Mm -hmm. So the important thing here to remember is when you're not in alignment in the right situation with the right force, you burn more energy. Here's what I end up seeing is there's a lot of guys out there that just are using their masculine energy in a situation where they should have more feminine energy, for example. Mm. Like, let's just say they're, they need to connect with their staff and their staff aren't responding because they're going in there with their masculine force and saying, get this stuff done. I want this done, right? They're being that masculine force, a task driver. Mm. Well, your employees might want to connect with you. They might need to see the softer side of you mm. because they might actually perform better as a result of that. But what ends up happening, you're going to continue to burn more energy being in that force but if you step back and say, maybe this other force is going to be more effective, you will burn less energy. Same thing. I see a lot of guys that are beating themselves down or they're feeling guilty about things or they're feeling sorry for themselves. Well, that's not the masculine force. That's actually the feminine force. It's a connection force. Wow. And so I have to bring them back or show them how to bring themselves back into a masculine force and say, the masculine force has 100% confidence. There is no doubt. There is no, they're, they're unwavering. And so bringing them back into that state aligns them so they can actually go and conquer and get the stuff done. So it's knowing what force to use when and when you're in or out of alignment. Here's what happens, Chris, in relationships today, and I'm seeing more and more of this with guys, is that in their relationships, they are using more of their feminine force. And that's driving women to use more of their feminine or masculine force. And now, guess what? I get just as many referrals from women today that I do from men saying, I need you to work with my men. Mm. It's, it's incredible. It's because you, you, it sounds like you're in your feminine as well, and you have mastery at some level over that, you know, to really be able to say, hey, I'm not just this, you know, raging masculine energy, but I guess it's peaceful, peaceful, yes. get it done, disconnected masculine energy. I'm, yes. I'm both, and I can, you know, really connect with you, woman. I get what you're going through with your man. So you have both of those energies to be able to, to relate with whoever needs to be served. Yeah, and exactly. And even with men. That's where I have to flex my feminine energy as well, my mm. force as well, because there would be no connection. Otherwise, what happens in the masculine force? We're eyeing each other up, mm. right? There's a natural instinct for us to put ourselves higher on the hierarchy list. Mm. But when there's a feminine energy force in there, it actually allows us to bond and actually allows us to have that conversation where guys can openly have conversations with me. And they openly say, man, I can't believe I'm saying this stuff to another dude. Mm. that you know that's how i get that all the time yeah it's that's cool awesome. dude i love this. this this is powerful man i know that there's a lot of men out there who are asking okay so I, I get that i get to be responsible for these things how do i actually do it how do i how do i stay accountable i think a lot of men are struggling with accountability to the things that they learn awareness is great but understanding implementation execution might be a, a place where they're falling short like how do they how do they handle that man yeah, first thing is take a look at this. I'm a firm believer that no one can be motivated. You can motivate it short term, they can be inspired short term, but long term you cannot. Here's what's the number one skill is that been, has been proven now by studies of, of following kids from the age of, I believe it was two years old and up in terms of their success levels and their relationships of success. The one number one factor is self-control and discipline. Mm. 
That is the number one factor. If you want to teach your kids, if you want to be more successful in life, that's what you need to focus on is self-control and discipline. So I, I honestly do not like to work as an accountability coach mm. because that's just, I found that it just takes too much energy on both sides. I have to get them to the point where they need to understand you have to hold yourself accountable to mm. that standard. And if you can't, that's fine. I will be here to support you and guide you. Mm. But you also need to find someone else in your life that can hold you accountable as well. Yeah. I, no one else has held, held me accountable throughout my life. That's been part of my success because mm. I've held myself to the highest standards. Mm. And so that will differentiate a person right there. What, I'm, what I'm hearing is there's a, a decision that someone makes that it's not someone else's responsibility to help me get to where I want to go. It's my responsibility. I am accountable. I may fall short. I may mess up. I may fail. And I'll get back up and I'll say, okay, let's do it again. Let's figure it out. Let's, let's keep going for it. Exactly. And I like to use the analogy of getting thrown off the bull because we all do. Mm. It's how fast you get back onto the bull that really counts. Mm. Um, and so some people do, Chris, in all honesty, some people do need to have an accountability partner, right? That's, that's just part of because they haven't built the mental habits and the self-control to actually get themselves there. Mm. Then find a good mentor, mm. right? That is important to do. Yeah. And find someone or someone that you respect, someone in your life that you respect that can hold you accountable, mm. right? Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's, a, I don't recommend a spouse all the time because that can lead to other issues, right? Mm -hmm. But someone that can hold you accountable if you're not able to get yourself to that level. Mm -hmm. Here's here's one thing uh, to actually do that. It's It's actually simpler than people think. It's actually just creating the habits. Mm -hmm. And habits are actually just created by mental processes in your brain. Here's what I always encourage people to do is the minute that you make a decision, always take an immediate step or action towards that decision. So whenever someone says to me, I, I love this because on a coaching session, a mentor, mentoring session, someone will say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, okay, then do it. They'll be like, what do you mean? Okay, put it in your calendar, schedule it in. I want you to do it right now yes. because I don't want you to wait till you get off the phone here. Do mm -hmm. it right in front of me because there's no procrastination. If you train yourself to do that, you honestly, you're going to be 10 steps because here's what happens. Here's why people get overwhelmed and they don't hold themselves accountable, Chris. It's because they're looking at this friggin, let's just say you're looking at a, a stair, like a stairway, basically this, this whole staircase that you have to climb to get to the top. Mm. They're looking at the top and saying, holy crap, I have to climb all these stairs. Yeah. What you need to be looking at is just that first step. Yeah. yeah. Take that first step. That's all it is. Yeah. And then you'll slowly build the habits to continue that. And you'll, you'll amaze yourself yeah. because it, it is simple neuroscience. I, it, honestly, it's proven neuroscience that once you start building those habits, you're going you're gonna to get to a point where if you don't do it, you're going to mm. feel like crap. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is great, Pradeep. I really hear that the people who you work with, they're already like go-getters. They're already crushing it. And they're just like, wait, something's missing. You know, something's not, I'm feeling like I'm trying to put fill up this hole inside of me or something's just not working the way I want it to be. Uh, and, and I know everyone's on their own journey, right? And some, mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs who are in the beginning phases. They're like, I don't even know who I am. I don't know how to motivate myself. I got to, I want, right. How to motivate myself. Yeah. I want to, I want to get 
to the place where I'm like successful and free and sustainable. And I think everyone's on their journey. So I really love what you said about, yeah. you know, finding a mentor. Uh, people can tune into podcasts like this one. I know you have a podcast. Like there's yeah. lots of really great resources that people can keep using to feed their mind, keep their mind empowered, empowering thoughts versus disempowering thoughts until they are at that point of, okay, I'm totally responsible for my life. Now I want to like align with the, the coaches, the resources, the things that will help me to get to where I want to go the fastest. Yeah. The other thing to add on to that is really align yourself with people that are on that same journey or already there. Mm. That is the simplest, easiest way to do it because there's, it's not even just, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to hold yourself to a higher standard because you're going to see that social pressure is one of the most influential things in life Yes, and in marketing and science, personal development, it is. So if you, if you align yourself with those people, you will automatically start moving in that direction. Mm. So that's something else you can do as well. And you know, the one thing I like to say to people is that, is that when you make a decision, it happens. Mm. So that moment that you make a decision to actually do something different, that's when your life really changes, right? And all it takes is that decision. And sometimes people are humming and hawing and I've been there. I've been there so many times in my yep. life. Yep. But that moment that you make that decision where you say enough is enough, that's when your life changes. It just blows up. Yeah. And so I'm a firm believer that the reason why people aren't doing it is because they just haven't made that decision yet. Dang. Dude, I love it. I love it, man. So this is great. They are ready to make the decision to continue their journey with you, Pradeep. How do they do that, man? What are their next steps? Oh, yeah. Well, simply you can reach out to me. I'm very accessible. You can reach out to me at coach at perdeepsang.com. That's my email. Um, my website, perdeepsang.com. You can also uh, follow on, on any or reach out to me on any basically social media channel at Pradeep Sang. Um, I This is what I love to do. I really want you guys out there and, and to really have the the success that you deserve. Ultimately, that's what it's about. So feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy, Chris. I, I do this all the time is people just reach out to me and I'll jump on a call with you for free and just and just give you some insight in terms of where you need to go. And in a, in a six minute conversation, I can guarantee you, you're going to walk away and say, okay, you know, my life is about stage. Boom. Boom. I love it, dude. Pradeep, this is great. So they can find your website, Pradeep Sangha. That's P-U-R-D-E-E-P-S-A-N-G-H-A.com. And uh, they can find you on Instagram, the same spelling and, and Facebook and all the, the social medias. So dude, this has been a blast, man. Love the conversation. Love what you're up to and how you're empowering men, man. Thank you so much for your, your wisdom. And I know this is just the beginning for you, man. You're, you're making massive waves. So thank you. And Chris, thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity to have an honestly great conversation, man. Your energy is on fire. I love it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It's it's easy when you when you're you have this like life experience and wisdom and you're like working with high level people. It just like brings me alive, man. I just I love it. We barely even like scratch the surface of all like the science and stuff. So for everyone who's listening, like just go freaking follow Pradeep, have a conversation, see what you can do to grow yourself. And uh, Pradeep, man, keep shining light. I'm sure we're, we're going to be playing and having a lot of fun and building stuff together in the future, man. So, so I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, thanks, man. You too. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. 
What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>